we do have some research, research, <laughs> research. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us again. So this is Type A for Anxious, where we talk about anxiety and we open that dialogue. We are not healthcare professionals, but we do have some research. My name is Dorothy England, and I am joined by the lovely Josie Savage. So happy to be here. So I actually have a correction. On our last episode, my recommendation was TLC Poetry, uh, or Taylor. That's what they go by. And I refer to Taylor as um, a female. And actually, Taylor identifies as non-binary. So I just wanted to apologize and put that out there and be better. So, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Thank you own, yeah, own your pronouns. and Sorry, will, Taylor. Yeah, we will be respectful of that. Today, we are talking about mental load. AKA invisible work or cognitive labor. So that's a definition that I got from a Healthline article. And it kind of, it defines mental load as non-tangible tasks that are running through our minds. And according to Lucia Ciciola, a psychologist at Oklahoma State, this type of labor is usually not acknowledged as actual work. So mental load. Well, I wanted to share something that I do. We've been talking about mental load. And so I've been trying to uh, figure out examples of my own mental load. Oh, I was going to say, I really want to hear what your mental load is. (laughs) So Marley, my 12-year-old cat, or our 12-year-old cat, had to go in for his checkup. I think this was last week. And I had to bring in a stool sample. And so, and they were like, you know, make sure it's fresh because if it dries out, we won't be able to tell anything. That night I kept waking up to check if he had pooped. And (laughs) meanwhile, (laughs) my husband is fast asleep, you know, totally getting a great night's sleep. And I am getting up to check the litter box. And I'm so, and then finally like four in the morning, I smell poop and I'm like, he did it, he did it. And it was so funny because I got the poop, I put it in a bag and I'm all excited. I go back to bed and I'm like, poop, 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 poop. And then literally the next morning, right before I take Marley to his doctor's appointment, he poops again. (laughs) (laughs) So you're all night, your mental load was like, I have to wake for this poop. And you've done it anyway. I know. Oh my God. Why do you think you were so worried about it and Paul wasn't? I do think that women tend to, from personal experience, you know, I I do identify as female and, you know, just talking to other women that women tend to, I think that we, we put things in our mind and we keep them there until we can check it off, cross it out and delete it. You know, we have to do those three (laughs) actions. It's not just like, oh, I did that. It's like, did I really do that? Let me go back and check okay, I did it. Wait, but did I really do it? At least I know I do that. And I do too. And and so like, do men just not worry about it? Like they're like, ah, I don't have to think about it and it'll just work out. From my experience. So I know that Paul and I sometimes will be driving and, you know, say we're going to go visit my parents. I'm thinking, okay, so we're going to go see my parents. I need to make sure I don't talk about this topic, but I can talk up this and I can bring up this. Oh, but you know, we're going to go to a restaurant. We need to make sure because, you know, it's COVID times. We need to make sure that we're at a good distance. And, you know, I'm like running through all these different scenarios in my head. And I'm like, oh, Paul, what are you thinking about? 
And he's like, thinking, I'm just relaxing. I'm just sitting, enjoying the ride. That's honestly what we should be doing though. We should be living in the moment. If you're on a drive, you know, think about the drive, think about the feel, think about the mm. scene. That's what we should be doing is living life. But yeah, instead, so many of us are getting bogged down by all of these invisible, if you will, tasks that need to be done. Well, it's stressful and makes me anxious. Yeah. And I actually, I had some statistics to kind of go to our point about how mental load affects women more than men. Okay. So this was actually talking about mothers, which we've talked about before. Neither of us are mothers. According to a Business Wire article, they were talking about mothers who work and they were saying that 80% of working mothers say that they handle all of the family and household responsibilities and 72% of them feel as though it's their job to stay on top of their kids schedule and then 63% of them have missed work to take care of their sick children so all of those statistics are well over 50% which I take that as you know even though these moms are out working while they're at work Mm. or while they're driving to or from work they're also thinking about their kids and they're thinking about, okay, you know, little time household chores. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, okay. We need to make cupcakes for Tommy's class. Oh, but there's that one kid who can't eat this, can't eat that. Meanwhile, the husband's enjoying the drive. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, I did want to say something too, that they did have some information about dads too. They're saying that today's working fathers are also hungry for change and even more likely than working mothers to crave evolution. It was according to a 2015 Modern Family Index. It was saying that 40% of fathers experience burnout at work due to a lack of family time. And then 30% of fathers are more likely than mothers to give up a 10% raise for more family time. So basically... Um, 32% of fathers are like, yeah, I will give up, you know, this 10% raise in order to have more family time. So it's Hmm. not just mothers, you know, it's fathers too. Mm -hmm. But But it tends to affect women more. I think you're right. Because in my research too, also the same Healthline article, it said that the mental load or invisible work usually is around running a household, like those Mm -hmm. kind of tasks. And it often is seen as falling more on a female partner. In fact, they had a statistic that for same-sex couples, the household chores seem to be more evenly split than in a Mm -hmm. typical heterosexual couple. So um, in other words, a lot of the research I was looking at was saying how a lot of the mental load is mostly affecting straight women. Mm, Right. Which is interesting. But it's also, if you think about it, it's something that I think has been accepted you know it used to be like we've talked about this before you know in general women to go would go to college get a degree in marriage after they get married they have a baby and now we're coming into this period where more women are working or having kids later in life but I think that that expectation that women Mm. in general take care of the household doesn't go away and it's not just the household you know it's say Paul and I are going to have a party or you know well 
eventually once we're all vaccinated, you know, say that we're going to have a get together. I'm thinking like, okay, we need to have five different bags of chips. And he's thinking, okay, like what date are we going to do it? You know, before we even settle Mm -hmm. on a date, I'm like, we need to have tons of options for food. We need to make sure that if anybody needs a tampon, then I put those in certain places. And, you know, (laughs) there's just like all these little things that go into planning. And for him, he's just thinking, oh, who are we going to invite? And, you know, what would be a good day? And I'm totally different trains of planning, right? Right. That's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily saying that like the other person in the relationship is lazy. Right. It's almost like, this is my thought. I wonder if it has to come or if it comes from maybe how we're raised because Mm -hmm. so for Todd, for example, I noticed that his mom is a big planner. She always Mm -hmm. has a calendar. She always knows when everything is. So I think when he was growing up, he was never expected to know when any, anything was. So his mom would just tell him. So Todd is very good at doing regular chores like dishes and whatnot, because he Mm. was expected to do that. But when it comes to remembering events, Todd's friends will have an event and I'm, he's like, Josie, when is that? I'm like, I don't know. It's your friend's event, but I'm expected to remember it. And I'm thinking about it like, oh, as he was growing up, his mom did this and this, and that's what he's thinking I'm going to do. But then when it comes to dishes and vacuuming, he's doing that because that's what he grew up doing. That's a really interesting way to look at it. I didn't think of that, but I think you're right. Neither of my parents really liked to host parties, but I did. I know that my mom, part of the reason that she didn't want to host parties was because she was anxious about how people would judge her home. And she was worried that, you know, if everything wasn't immaculate or super clean, then somebody would notice, you know, the stray hair or, you know, that there was a fork in the spoon drawer, you know? And and so maybe that's where, for myself at least, I get, you know, these little observations. That makes me think of, you know, when I'm growing up, if somebody comes in the house, it's always like my mom, I would hear say, oh, I'm so sorry. The house is a mess. Mm dad's not even thinking about that. Dad doesn't care. So then now I'm noticing Todd and I picked up those same roles. Somebody comes in the house. I'm apologizing for what it looks like. He's not even thinking about Mm. it's interesting. You know, how do these roles develop? And I think too, the mental loan, excuse me, mental load extends beyond cleanliness of your house. Like we Mm. were just talking, you know, we do like a quick check-in before we officially start our podcast And I was running around so overwhelmed. And so part of my reason for being overwhelmed was that my partner, Paul, was going to have some friends over and they were going to play music outside. And he's been, he loves to be outside, but he's been bringing in ticks. And so I'm like, oh my God, you can't get ticks. And so I bought this thing on Amazon. I bought it, even though he's the one outside. And so I bought like this spray and I went outside him, him and his friends are playing music. And I, you know, I had this big gallon of water with like the tick spray or the tick drops or whatever. And I'm like, it's a seance. And I like dropped it around them in this big circle. And I was like, you won't get any ticks or mosquitoes. And these are his friends. This is his event. He's outside. And I'm the one taking care of it, making sure they don't get ticks. Yeah. And, but it's like, is he putting that expectation on you or are you just putting it on yourself? I just don't want ticks in our house. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's your, and that's something he's not worried about. I think he is worried about it. We found at least three ticks in our house and Mm -hmm. I don't really go outside, you know? (laughs) No, you don't. You hide from the sun. (laughs) 
I do. And so I'm like, you're bringing out all these ticks. And he does get freaked out because, you know, ticks carry Lyme disease. It's almost as though he gets freaked out in the moment, whereas I'm freaked out all the time. Yeah. Well, the Healthline health line article I was reading gave some examples of what could be shown as invisible work. Mm-hmm. And some of them aren't household necessarily. I mean, some of them are, but having to ask a partner to help you, that could be about anything. So they were saying that the mental load would be having to say, can you please help me with this? Because that partner should perhaps just offer to help without you having Mm. to ask. Reminding a partner to handle essential tasks. So again, this could be household. This could be parental. They said tracking parental related tasks. That's like, what's on the calendar? Are your kids in sports? Whatnot. Another one was having to offer your partner or whoever praise for chores, having to be like, good job, because you should just do it without having praise. Another one that's a mental load task, they said was making a to-do list, which I do all the time Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking that's clearing the mental load, but I guess it's also part of it because now you're giving yourself all these expectations of things that need to get done today. The last one was being a scheduler which I know you and I both are. (laughs) So what do you think of that? So the first one you brought up was asking for help. So according to this Forbes article I was reading, it said that kind of similar to to what we were talking about, how, you know, there is all this work that is done in the household or outside of an actual job where you get paid. But that doesn't mean that that work outside of your job isn't work. And it was saying, you know, even if you ask someone else to buy eggs, it's you then checking that the eggs were in fact This Forbes article talked about how you're basically playing the role of a project manager. Mm. And so you're basically, you're put, you're giving somebody a task and then you're making sure that that task got done. And then, yeah, sometimes you give recognition or praise. You're like, good job. You did, you Mm -hmm. know, this chore. We've talked about too, like, you know, relationship, any form of a relationship should really be about teamwork. So it's almost like, where does that balance come into play? You know, Mm. at what point do you have to just let it go and just, you know, have confidence that someone else can take care of the task and you can just Mm -hmm. let it leave your mind? That's a good point. Because I do think we can't just victimize, oh, I'm somebody with all this mental load because my partner doesn't do this and that because sometimes I do think it's that you might not be letting them do anything either mm-hmm. you know like you brought up a good point that you have to be able to let somebody take over certain tasks you have right. to delegate I listened to you, you I've talked about it before I've listened to this podcast called Mama Mia Out Loud and one of the hosts Holly she has kids two kids with her partner and she was saying how it was so funny because she was talking about how her daughter had a birthday party coming up and she just let her husband plan it. Uh, I, I think she let him plan the invitations or something. And she was saying, you know, I just had to let it go, let him do it. And she just, she did, she just completely let it go. Uh, but what happened is he accidentally printed it on, you know, paper that already had, you know, some symbol on it. And so all these kids, you know, luckily it wasn't anything inappropriate, but you know, it might've been like some like trademark watermark or some logo. And so all these kids got invitations, you know, and like, you're invited to this birthday party. And then, you know, on the back, it's like yeah. some logo. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, you know what? I had to let it go. 
just laugh about it, you know, because she's like, ultimately the end goal was accomplished. My daughter had her birthday party. Everyone got the invitation and she, you know, she's saying now it's a funny story. And so I think that that's something where (laughs) that's hilarious. Sometimes you do have to let it go. And I know that I've had to do that when Paul and I were planning. Well, I should say when I was planning our wedding and I gave Paul, (laughs) when I gave Paul the task of finding a band. So I'm getting things done. I'm checking them off a list and he he's taking forever on finding a band and I'm freaking out like oh my god we need a band what's gonna happen and he's like oh it's gonna be great I found these four guys who like to play music and I'm like but are they a band he's like no it's fine they played music together before and I'm like but they're not a band you know he's like oh no (laughs) and I'm freaking out and I had to keep reminding myself I was like okay I just have to let it go I have to let it go and it ended up working out fine it was a great it was beautiful the music was great but I just kept thinking about it I would wake up and be like do we have a band do we have a band the same thing with our wedding I would say I planned everything unless I gave him a very specific task yep but he said because I would complain about it I was like you need to help me this should be 50 50 you know and he'd be like well I would help but if I do something, you just don't like what I do. (laughs) Oh, that is a valid point. So sometimes I think I need to stop being a control freak and then maybe I'll eliminate some of my own mental load. And then I think some of it too, is just knowing what you can let go. So I was reading this article and I don't want to pull up the source right now, but I'll put it in the show notes, but it was saying to follow the two minute rule. What's that? That's if you have a task that's on your mind. If it can be done in two minutes, just do it. If it can't be done in two minutes, think about how important it is and then designate a time. I like that. That's helpful to me because sometimes I'm like, I have to do A, B, C, D, E. And then I'm like, I got to do them all right now. But you can't necessarily do that. If one of the tasks is a 20 minute task, you might not have time to do that and everything else. If it's a two minute task, like go and pick up these glasses and put them in the sink. Just do it because it's on your mind clear it. But then if it's something like wash my car, schedule that out for yourself. You know what? I'm taking it back. Mental load is not like pooping. I think it's more like farting because sometimes you don't want to fart. You hold it in and it hurts. So sometimes it's better to just fart. Just let it out. Sometimes, but then sometimes you have to know when it's not the right time. That's true. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I, I also did read an article too, that was talking about how to find relief. It was, um, a medical news today and similar to what you were saying, they were saying, you know, sometimes you just have to just rip off the bandaid, just get it done, you know, and stop complaining about it and just do it. And then other times they're saying, if you keep thinking about it, but you don't actually get it done and it's not something that is super necessary, like say I know I've done this before. I'm like, ooh, I really want to buy this book, but I don't, or I really want to read this book. Mm. And I put it out in all these places. I start to read it, but I don't get through it. Just skip it. Just let it go. Stop carrying that yeah. mental load. If you're not going to do something and you don't have to do it, you don't let have it go. To. That's the other thing. You know what I always tell myself? Because I will drive myself crazy with mental load, right? Like mm. sometimes, like I will go to the point where I'm thinking my day was ruined because I didn't accomplish all the things in my head. Mm. But I'm starting to get to the point where I say to myself, okay, it's bothering me that our floors need to be vacuumed and I just haven't been able to do it yet. Is somebody going to die if I don't get that done today? Am (laughs) I going to die? Is somebody's life going to be ruined? Is my life going to be ruined? 
And if the yeah. answer is no, I'm like, let it go for now. Yeah. Nope. You know what? We're all just living life. If somebody shows up at your house and it's not immaculate, whatever. They didn't give you the courtesy of telling you they were going to come over. So you shouldn't give them the courtesy of cleaning. Yes. And you know what? We're all human, right? You can't keep up on everything, especially like you were saying, where a lot of people are working full time. Yeah. Parents trying to do extracurricular activities. There just isn't enough time. You can't do it all. So if it's not going to negatively affect the happiness of your overall life, let it go and don't let it bother you. And then you'll get to it eventually. You know, you're only going to let the dishes pile so high and then eventually (laughs) you'll get to them, but you don't need to be like, ah, if I didn't get to them today, I'm terrible human, you know? Right. I also wanted to talk a little bit about errand paralysis. Have you heard about this? Errand paralysis. You know what? I haven't heard about it, but can I guess what it is? Because I think I have it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what it was, but I think I have it. When you're so overwhelmed about all the errands you have that you feel like you can't physically do any of them. So it's kind of, so So this woman, Anne Helen Peterson, she termed this coin, Erin Paralysis. And she was saying that really, you know, it can relate to anybody, but she was really looking at millennials. Mm -hmm. And so she was saying, exactly us. Mm -hmm. So uh, Peterson was saying, she wrote this article on Buzzfeed about Erin Paralysis. And she also wrote a book, I think it was called Can't Even How Millennials Became the Burnout Generation. So she basically described Erin Paralysis as because of the time that we're living in right now with digital media and social media, we don't have anybody to look back on. We don't have any previous generations to look back on to know how to get through this. We are the generation that are experiencing it first. Uh And so because of that, because we don't really have these skills or these techniques to know how to manage it, what we're doing is we're seeing all these people who are accomplishing these great things, which I know for myself, like I've accomplished some really great things that I will promote on social media. And I'm sure I am, you know, not to sound cocky, but just I am sure that there are people who look at that and they're like, wow, look at what Dorothy is doing. Why am I not doing something as cool? You know, and I've had that before where I've looked Mm -hmm. at what someone, you know, someone goes somewhere really cool. They've traveled somewhere amazing or they published a book or they're jealous, right? Yeah. Or like you've, you got your masters, you know, and you see all these accomplishments on social media. And so what that does is it just puts more pressure on your brain to feel as though you are not enough or you need to succeed in other areas. And so other things such as, you know, returning a library book, registering your car, picking up cat food, all these mundane things, these ordinary life tasks that you need to do, they just seem kind of boring in comparison. Mm, They're no longer important. Like unless you do something extraordinary today, you feel like you haven't done enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So So like the fact that maybe we got up early went to the gym, went to work, got home, cooked dinner, cleaned the kitchen. Like that's not enough. So I, uh, yeah, I wrote down, I said, signs that you might have errand paralysis, according to me. You have yet to register your car this year, but you've managed to trademark your podcast name. Oh, so Aaron paralysis is people who start focusing more on doing extraordinary things compared to the daily routine things. Yeah. So here's another example. You still haven't returned an Amazon purchase, but you've managed to spend half an hour taking Instagram worthy photos of your cat. Hmm. You haven't walked down the street to return your library books, but you've accomplished biking 20 miles and recording it on Strava. 
And lastly, you haven't gone to the dentist, but you got both of your COVID vaccines on separate days. And then you posted about it on Facebook. It's really hold there for a second. Anybody who's posting their vaccines on Facebook, like the picture of their cards, don't do it or delete it because that is actually becoming a huge resource for scammers Mm. stealing people's identities. Just learned about that, took a class on it. So if you're posting a picture of your vaccine card, take it down. Yeah, you'd think that like there's not much information on there that a scammer could use, but there is. So tip for everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's freaky. Well, I did not do that because Paul is like, we don't need a picture. Our antibodies will remember this day. (laughs) I didn't either. So you bring up a good point because what I'm hearing from you too about that concept is that we're becoming so wrapped up in showing off to others what we're doing that we're forgetting what's actually important to do. Right. I almost feel like because of so much technology sometimes, and maybe this is just me, but sometimes I feel like I'm forgetting to actually live my life Mm. because I'm thinking about, oh, I need to do this and record it and share it, show people that I'm doing something with my life. Instead of just showing myself and being proud of myself that I did this today, you know, it's like, well, I'm proud of that, but they won't be. So I need to do something else. So maybe I won't do that. And then I'll do something else and show people. I feel as though, you know, it could go either way. You know, we know that there have been record numbers of young people voting in the last few years. And I think Mm -hmm. that probably a cause of that is because people started posting with that little vote sticker on social media. They were like, Mm -hmm. look, I voted. And knew that then you get the likes. But you could also think, okay, but how much time, you know, if you're just Say you're just into that, you know, getting that immediate gratification, letting people know that you voted. Are you actually interested in what you voted for or who you voted for? I was just going to say that that's, that's a good point. That's great. But shouldn't you just be interested in doing what you're going to do regardless of if other people are doing it? Right. You should be, but I will be the first to raise my hand. I love social media validation. I joke with Paul sometimes because sometimes he doesn't think I'm that funny. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to post it on Facebook because they'll think I'm funny. You definitely love social media a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. I enjoy sharing things on social media, but almost for me, when I'm sharing something, it's because I like to look back at my own profile and remember like that time. Mm. Not necessarily to get reaction. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yes, you want a reaction. But then there's also a lot of things I don't share that I'm proud of. Well, another thing I wanted to share too is this woman, Ann Peterson, she also talked about how a big thing that's trending is self-care, you know, take Mm -hmm. care of yourself, keep calm and carry on, you know. And that is another thing where it's, you know, people will post in tree pose or they'll be like, hashtag meditate, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's if you're doing it for the sole purpose to show that you are doing it, you're not really getting the benefits of it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's almost as though the whole point of being mindful is to actually Mm -hmm. be conscious of what you're doing, you know, so it's almost like this funny oxymoron. Yeah, because if you're being mindful and you're being conscious of your meditation, you're not thinking of taking a photo of it. Right, exactly. So it's just a really interesting, it's a really interesting concept. And, you know, we talked about extracurriculars. A lot of parents in general, you know, feel as though they have to make their kids life rich so that the kid will be rich, you know, rich with experience so that they will be rich later in life, you know, and successful. And they try to organize and plan their kid's life so that they turn out a certain way. And that just, you know, makes someone more liable to have burnout. So I was, I was reading an interesting article 
and it was by Parent Corporation. Okay. And it was talking about reducing your mental load. Mm-hmm. And it brought up an idea that I thought was interesting. And it said that you should start specializing. And what that means is if you're, this is more geared towards partners sharing okay. a household. So if you're a partner sharing a household, specializing would be you decrease the mental load for both partners by deciding what each partner is the best at. And that's what is going to be their responsibility. So for example, Todd and I do this a little bit. He's better at doing physical household chores, like lawn work, if something breaks, fix it, whatnot. So we've kind of delegated a lot of those physical things that's on him. So I can actually pull that from my head and be like, he's going to take care of that. That's his thing. But then he's not really good with computer work or finances. So then we've decided, okay, I'm the one that's going to take care of finances, the taxes when that comes around and all the computer stuff. So then now that becomes my responsibility. The other stuff becomes his. And we both know that the other one doesn't have to worry about it because the other person is going to do it because that's what their strength is. So I guess the idea behind specializing is deciding, okay, this is your strength. This is mine. How can we separate and delegate the tasks so that the other person only worries about what they're good at? And then they know the other partner is going to take care of it. However, of course, you could be in a partnership where both people are good at finances and nobody's good at the physical work. So then that's kind of how are you going to compromise? That would be between you two. But I thought it was an interesting idea thinking about, hey, what's something you don't hate doing? Right. And maybe that's for you. And then what's something I don't hate doing? So for example, like I would rather do the dishes than the laundry Mm -hmm. and Todd would rather do the laundry. So I'm like, okay, the laundry is your mental load and the dishes are mine, you know, and then let's just do that and just expect Mm. the other person to do that. I love that. I think, I think that's a really good way to delegate without being too bossy. So say someone isn't being receptive, you know, to the fact that maybe you're the one thinking of all these extra things that go on in the household or for if you have kids or if you have pets, you know, and there's just, you know, there's a lot of things outside of your career, your job. Paul and I have almost a rule where, you know, well, not even a rule, but we just follow, you know, he's a really amazing cook. And so I will be like, why don't you cook tonight? Because you're a much better cook than me. And secretly, it's just because I don't like to cook. (laughs) And so I'll just give him a compliment. I'll be like, when you cook, it tastes really good. (laughs) Yes. See, you make it a complimentary thing. Yeah. And and I think, I think that's what it is. It's a conversation, you know, it's not like saying you're going to do this, right? but it's like, you're so good at this. Would you like to do that? It's a conversation. And if they're like, yeah, if you're going to do this, I would like to do this. And then it it makes it different. It's not that they feel forced into it or you feel taken advantage of. It's that you've had a conversation and you've Mm. decided this is what we enjoy doing. This is how we're going to delegate it. Right. Exactly. So I thought that was an interesting concept. Something I did want to bring up too is that sometimes I am just exhausted. And I think it's because I have all of this mental load. Like I said, like mm-hmm. I sometimes will be thinking weeks ahead of things happening and thinking, okay, what do I need to do, you know, next month on this one day that, you know, say Paul and I are going to come visit you and Todd. And I'm like, okay we, you know, we know that they don't really eat a lot of meat. So we need to make sure that we have meat-free food and meat-free snacks. So what kind of wine do they like? 
And I am thinking of something that is not tomorrow, not in a few days, you know, it's next month. And, and I just keep thinking about it. And so then there's Paul, you know, sitting next to me, relaxing. And he's like, let's go for a bike ride. Let's go for a hike. Let's do this and that. And I am so tired. he's thinking of the present, right? Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, is I'm just tired because I'm working and I'm thinking and I'm doing things. And sometimes <laughs> I just get so irate. <laughs> I get so annoyed. Like, I'm working. I'm thinking. <laughs> Versus Paul's just thinking about work. Well, okay. So that (laughs) night, that night that I, you know, that I didn't sleep well and I woke up like every few hours to get Marley's poop. The next day I'm yawning. I'm exhausted. And Paul's like, why are you so tired? Why don't we go for a hike? Why don't we do this? Because I was up waking for, waking, waking for, I was up looking for shit. (laughs) Exactly. And he has no idea. You know, I was waking for shit. <laughs> I was waking for shit. I was waking for shit. <laughs> you know, like, well, he's snoring. I'm scooping poop. <laughs> you know, but the, but he has no idea. Uh, why and do we think so much? I don't know. We need to stop. You know, and it's funny. Guys, ladies, people, let's stop thinking so much. Well, you know what? It's funny because it's almost as though when you overthink then you can't think at all. You can't think clearly. Sometimes I get this at work where I have all these different, I've told other people, it's like, you have one person asking for one thing, but then you have another person asking for one thing. And then another person asking for one thing. So you end up having 10 people, all of them individually asking for one thing. And you don't know who to go for. You don't know how to prioritize. Yeah. And sometimes the best thing that I can do, and I I even have a calendar reminder on my phone to do this every day. Sometimes I just have to take a deep breath and let it go and just be like, I I literally just have to breathe. Yes. Yes. And you know, I always do. I always think of, okay, I have all these tasks on my head, but what needs to get done today? And that's what I'm going to focus on right now Mm -hmm. versus what needs to get done tomorrow or the next day. Those can wait. I'll write them down put them in the bank, close the book. Exactly. I read this other article that was talking about just in general, here's seven hacks to simplify your life and hopefully reduce mental load. I love it. So one thing was use templates to simplify your life. And they were talking about grocery templates, even just tracking like, this is all the groceries I bought last week. And then you have that so that when you go next week, you already know what you got last week and what you, what worked and what didn't. And you can kind of change it from there to kind of save some time. Mm. And that way you don't have to think about, oh, what are all these things I have and what don't I have? You kind of track it. This one I really like. Do a digital cleanse to create a better work-life balance. And I think a digital cleanse helps me so much because sometimes I don't even realize how much my head is in the media or mm-hmm. in the social media, it's almost like reaching for my phone has become as more automatic than reaching for a bottle of water yeah, know, or a glass of water. It's just like my phone's always there. So you I like that. <laughs> they should make water bottles that look like cell phones. Yeah. Right. Then we would drink water. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, Dial hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Another one is create auto reminders, which you are the queen This girl has, when I hang out with her, like we'll go to dinner. Okay. An hour dinner. 
her cell phone goes off at least 10 times. And she's like, oh, that's my reminder to smile. (laughs) Oh, that's my reminder to take my pill. Oh, that's my reminder to feed my cat. Oh, and that's my reminder to make sure I lock my car. Like, it's just the most random shit. Before we even started recording, I was like, okay, gotta make sure I did this and I did that. Oh, I should dismiss this alarm. Dismiss that alarm. Everyone thinks I'm so popular. It's literally just me reminding It's just alarms. I know every time I hang out with you, I'm like, how are you getting a ton of calls or texts? You're like, oh, it's my alarms. <laughs> how many alarms? Um, so that one will remind me of you, which is funny. I'm getting better at that, but I still forget to make them sometimes. I'm almost done. There's only two more. Another one was that two minute rule that I talked about. If it takes two minutes, do it now. If not, delegate a new time. And then the last one is kind of like digital cleanse, but turn off your cell phone. Turn it off. But then how do I hear my alarms? <laughs> If they're alarms, you probably don't really need them, right? Like, I don't know if that works, but maybe they're alarms that you didn't need. Maybe you have too many. You should have an alarm to wake up. Maybe that's all you need. No, you keep making, when we started, (laughs) when we made our first episode, or maybe it was one of our first ones, you were like, you should have less tabs. And you know what? It sucked. (laughs) Now I'm like, you should have less alarms. (laughs) Just change who you are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't want mental load change who you are yeah easy fix that's healthy right oh, oh my god Struggling, struggling. <laughs> if there was ever a second coming on monday it's right now right <laughs> oh my god josie this is hard <laughs> and now it's time to share what's helping us get through the week What's offering us comfort, distraction, laughter, and all of the above? It's time for... It's time for... Recommendations and Observations! Recommendations! Observations! You might laugh at me because we just talked about how I am afraid of the sunshine, but actually... I do. I have been going outside a lot lately. So maybe I have been bringing in the ticks. I don't know. I've been trying, you know, I've been trying to be mindful, Your but fault. I've just been, I don't know. I, I think I talked about this last time too. I've been feeling a little cabin fevery and just mm-hmm. like I'm going stir crazy. And, um, and sometimes it just hits it. You know, it's like this really overwhelming sensation where I just, I, I just feel like my entire body is screaming inside of me and I can't control it. <laughs> I've noticed that one of the best things, like a quick fix is going outside and just being outside. And I mean, I'm very lucky where I live. I'm not in a city. There are probably more trees here than people. That said that, you know, obviously it depends on what your environment is and where you can get to, where you can escape to. And for me, I actually Mm -hmm. really like being near a forest. I like being near trees and some people, you know, they like being near the beach or the mountains, but I've just really... I've found some great pleasure in it. I've been trying not to, I've been trying not to mindlessly snack. I've noticed that if I go outside and I just take a deep breath and I'm like, Hey, I'm outside. I come back in and I don't need to mindlessly snack. So mm. that's my recommendation. I love that. Yeah. I love to be outside. That really helps. Mm-hmm. It's harder. Like now that my leg's broken, cause I have to take my scooter mm-hmm. and I just feel awkward out there, but I still love it. Yeah. What's getting you through the week, Josie? Oh, mine is not as healthy as yours. Another season of Are You the One just came out on Hulu. 
What? Or it came out like a week or so or two ago. Wait. Yeah. Oh, she's sending a reminder. <laughs> she's sending a <laughs> Yeah. So this is the third season because we've only seen two, right? Yeah. The, a third season of Are You The One just came out on Hulu and I've been just binging it this week. And I don't know why it makes me feel so much better about my life. And I think it's because they choose all these people that are terrible at relationships, right? And they just, it's a disaster in the house. Everyone's, you know, all over the place, whatever. But it makes me feel better because all of us make mistakes in relationships and not all of us are great. So I'm like, oh, you know what? That person did that. That person is that. I feel good now. Like I'm not alone. <laughs> so it just, I just, sometimes I just need that trashy show to help me out and make me feel human again <laughs> in a weird way. I feel as though sometimes you have to allow yourself to just not think. It kind of goes with this whole episode. When I have a big mental load, I put on, are you the one it's gone? Yep. Yeah. Everything's gone. I'm just thinking about who's going to end up with what partner at the end. (laughs) Are they going to get the $10,000? Yeah. Thank you all so much for checking in with us and listening and letting us borrow your ears. Hopefully we didn't make you feel overwhelmed, but if you have any recommendations or any suggestions, you know where to find us. We are type A for anxious. You can send us an email at type A for anxious at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook and sometimes TikTok. Of course, I get the mental load of sometimes too much social media. So <laughs> yeah, the TikTok's all the TikTok's all this girl. She's like, do you want to do TikTok? I'm like, I don't really love social media, but you can. <laughs> it's because I want to pretend I know how to rap. I don't know how to rap. (laughs) Also, we don't know what we're going to talk about next week yet. So if you have any suggestions, shoot us a line, shoot us a DM, anything. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Do you have anxiety or something you're currently struggling with? Send us an email if you'd like to share, anonymously or not. You can always reach out to us at typeaforanxious at gmail.com or give us a follow on Instagram. We might just have some advice or a similar experience to share. Remember, sharing is caring, and we're here to listen and validate. This has been a Living Room production, supported by our patient husbands and our furry friends, supplemented by wine and snacks. The views represented in this show do not reflect the companies that we work for. These are our own opinions. But thank you for listening, and until next time, love your type A girls, Dorothy and Josie. You know what? I'm taking it back. Mental load is not like pooping. I think it's more like farting. Because sometimes you don't want to fart, you hold it in, and it hurts. So sometimes it's better to just fart, just let it out. Sometimes. But then sometimes you have to know when it's not the right time. That's true.